This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welcome to Buckets. My guest today isn't a dumbass, but he plays one on TV. He's a Cleveland Cavaliers super fan. Please welcome to the show, Jeffrey James. You're getting, You're getting bucket, bucket buckets. buckets. Nice. Thanks. <laughs> I was up all night getting the timing right. <laughs> it's a two-second theme song, so how, how long did it take you to get... By the way, your timing wasn't right. Yeah. It was close. Yeah. <laughs> if you had heard me the first go-around, you would say that it was right. Yeah. Play it again. This is what I did first. Okay. I'll play it slower so that people... Or softer so that people can hear you doing it. Ready? Uh, Jeffrey James. You're slamming dunks on them. No, that's incorrect. Buckets. You, you said, no, don't you? There's no you can't like end up sa- salvaging what just happened. You said you're getting dunks on them. I said time. I'm slamming dunks, dunks on, on them. them. Yeah, and then like two seconds buckets. after it's buckets. Yeah, got it. Thank you, uh, Jeffrey. Uh, born and raised in Cleveland, would you say? Born and raised in Sugar and Falls, Ohio. I was a neglected child, and hmm? that resulted in you what? Uh, I guess gravitating towards basketball. Mm-hmm. Before we get into your life and childhood of growing up as a Cavs fan, I wanted to start with a quick warm-up, a way to get us in the mode of talking Cleveland Cavaliers basketball. I'm excited. Uh, I figured, what better way to do this than by listing off characters, names of humans, real players that were on the Cavs the year after LeBron left in 2010. So in the summer of 2010, we all know about the decision. LeBron takes his talents to Sa- South Beach. That leaves um, the Cleveland Cavaliers reeling. They're wondering who to add to the roster now. They end up with these 15 bands of brothers that led the Cavs under coach Byron Scott to a 19-63 and 63 record. <laughs> Can you name as many players on that 2010-2011 Cleveland Cavaliers Basketball team. Uh, I will not get all 15. My okay. knowledge, I'll start this whole thing off by saying my knowledge of basketball is way more casual than your encyclopedic of course. Rolodex. And that's fine. <laughs> um, but you Anton said, Jameson. That's, that's a great start. Uh, you, you saw this team live, right? Uh, so this at, the summer in between LeBron, the decision and the start of the 2010-2011 season yeah. was when my family got season tickets. Wow. Did they like put themselves on a wait list and then everyone backed out at that <laughs> summer or they're like that summer they're like let's buy low i think it was i think it was both but because we wanted to get like good if we're going to do it we wanted to get like pretty good seats but and it was more just like the fact that the tickets prices dropped so low of course. they were like they were price fixed at the time mm. so we got them we got in low and cashed out in 2014 <laughs> you didn't um, cash out we didn't cash no, out you we still them. have them yeah um <laughs> But yeah, so, okay, it was Anton Jameson. Was Ramon Sessions our starting point guard? <laughs> he was, Ramon Session. Um, but by the way, both of those uh, players ended up being Lakers. Yeah, there are, there's a lot of ties between the Lakers and the Cavs. Yeah. Capped off with this past summer. <laughs> That's true. Um, All right, so you got Anton J. J. Jameson. J.J. Hickson is true. I didn't mean to interrupt. J.J. Hickson. Yep, you're great. Um, who did I say earlier? Uh, you said Ramon Sessions. Right. Um you mentioned a high flyer. Is it is it Jamario Moon? Or, Jamario or? Moon is correct. That was a good one. Because <laughs> he was another in-game dunker who was fun to watch. Truly, that whole season was just like, there'll be a dunk in the third quarter when we're down by 23. And that's um, fun to see. And that's fun to G. <laughs> Alonzo G. <laughs> oh, very good. Um, University of Alabama's own Alonzo G. Uh, nice Booby dunk. Gibson. Who? Was it? Booby Gibson. <laughs> Real name? Daniel. Very son. good. Daniel I think that was Booby his, second, his penultimate season as a Cav, no? Uh, maybe so. It might have been his last. He was at he was at a game I was at um, last January, and he was like tatted up. He was he was iced out. He was doing fine. How yeah? And how is da- how did Booby Gibson end up doing in life? I don't know what he's doing now, but we we gave him a warm reception. That's nice tribute video. There was no tribute video because I don't know if they knew he was coming, but they did show him on the Gigantatron or whatever they're calling it now. Oh, Humongotron. You know, so Booby played seven seasons for the Cavs and then was out of the NBA. A three-point specialist. He made $22 million playing professional basketball, Booby Gibson. Good yeah, man. he's probably doing something he loves. That's cool. I think he raps. I might be wrong. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, um, you think you got anybody else in you? I can help you out a little bit. Okay. Uh, oh, Anderson Verjao. Verja, yes, good work. 
Good work. Um, we're talking about LeBron's point guard for a few of those. Oh, last Baron years. Davis. Baron Davis is correct. I and remember as that well I... as another point guard, uh, an All Star with LeBron uh, that probably shouldn't have made Larry the All Star team. Mo Williams. Mo Williams. Mo right. Buckets. Yeah, what was Baron Davis like on the Cavs? Uh, he was unoffensive. Because <laughs> <laughs> we were starting Ramon Sessions, I'm pretty sure. And like, I was. I just remember being a Baron Davis fan because I used to play like 2K uh, as the Clippers because I, I knew I wanted to go to LA and I didn't want to be a Lakers fan. So oh, I would I always see. play as the Clippers. It was him and then who's that big white guy? Eric so... Pikowski? No. <laughs> Wait, on the Clippers? On the Clippers. When Baron like the, Davis was there? On the late aughts. <laughs> Chris Kamen? Yeah, Chris Kamen. <laughs> the, the coat. The caveman. <laughs> Wait, what's the coat? <laughs> the Chris of all time. <laughs> God. I guess it should be. I guess, yeah, no, coat. The Chris Kamen of all time. It's yeah. C-K-O-A-T. <laughs> uh, you named all the big ones. The, the only ones that I kind of recognize that are missing are Leon Poe. Manny Harris. Uh, Manny Harris is correct. Good work. Uh, and you were talking down your encyclopedic knowledge. There's a guy named Anthony Parker, Luke right. Herangati, who? Joey Graham. Don't remember them. And a Christian Ayanga to be named later. Obviously, I don't <laughs> remember Christian Ayanga. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's about it. Oh, Ryan Holland, center, backup center from UCLA. That's pretty good. Those were the Cavs. Uh, what do you remember before the decision, the LeBron era, uh, first LeBron era? Do you I, remember getting LeBron? Or are you too young to remember that? I don't remember drafting LeBron. I was too young to understand what a draft. I was six okay. when, when he was drafted. So it was like, I, I only remember uh, Cleveland sports with LeBron right. and then without him and then with him and then without his ass. God. So, um, <laughs> a real but, roller coaster. But yeah, I think 2003, 2004 was when I started watching basketball just with my dad. I, and I think he got into it because my dad isn't from Cleveland. He's from Malaysia. Hmm. Uh, but he's been in Cleveland since like 1980 something, 82. And the Cavs didn't grab his attention when it was like Mark Price, Brad Doherty, Larry Nance. I guess he's kind of watched them. I've never really asked him, but. The when LeBron came was when he was also starting to be able to like afford to go to sports games and stuff. So we went to a game at the end of that season. Was that LeBron's it, first or second year? First. Well, cool. Yeah. Um, or no, I guess we went his second year, but we started watching them his, his first. first year, That's and it was great. just exciting to see. I, I I remember his first game in Sacramento watching it, but I didn't understand why he, he was, was so, so important <laughs> when I hadn't seen him play. I was like, wait, so how do we know he's good? Like I didn't know what. This guy's fine. Up. How old is he? 28, 29? <laughs> yeah. It was like, oh, he's 18? Huh. Give me a, give me 12 years. <laughs> give me 12 years and a couple of Gatorades. <laughs> 12 years and a couple of beers. A couple of propels. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll be there dunking on Vladi Divots too. <laughs> uh, um, so you grew up watching LeBron. It sort of coincided with your Cavs fandom. For the more, yeah, years. the more excited I got about the Cavs, the better he got. And it and it is that relationship. Yeah. It's a direct correlation between I got more excited and he was good. <laughs> you, you don't think that you inspired him. Is that what you're suggesting? I can't help but feel that. <laughs> Absolutely, it's a direct correlation. <laughs> so LeBron almost forced you to become a basketball fan. Yeah, I mean, it's hard not to be when your other options are the Browns or baseball. <laughs> not yeah. even just the Indians. But, I mean, the Indians were good. Like, we went to the a World Series game in 2007, and that was a really exciting playoff run. But, like, outside of that, which baseball is hard to follow for all 182 games or whatever it is, um, basketball just was always fast, and, like, the fact that we were good at it, I just felt like I had to follow them. So the decision takes place. How old are you then? I was 13. Did that um, break your heart? Do you remember that happening? Do you remember watching it? Do you remember thinking, are you old enough to even like comprehend what free agency means and whether or not he's leaving or what? Yeah, I think um, I started getting more into it. Like when the Celtics big three formed, that was when I was like subscribed to Sports Illustrated and was like reading about like f not free agency moves, but I guess just moves in general, like trades and stuff. And I had a bunch of baseball or uh, basketball cards and shit. That's cool. So I knew I knew that it was impending, and uh, I knew it wasn't it wasn't the decision that hurt the most. It did suck to hear him say, especially the way he said it, um, that I'm taking my talents to South Beach. It was more like the end of the 2010 playoff run when we went out in the second round against the Celtics. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's that when everyone said that he quit. He did. I mean, it, you you watched it live, and you were just like, he just gave up, like in the like big like midway through the third quarter, just like, oh, we lost, and like you could see it in his body language, and like 
when you saw on TV, he kicks the trash can. I'm like, he's gone. <laughs> that was the low point as a Cavs fan was when he kicks the trash can, takes off his jersey. I'm like, he's never putting that jersey on again. <laughs> he puts the jersey in the trash can. <laughs> Punts it. We should have known then. Uh, so you see that and then you see the decision. He decides to leave to Miami. How sad are you? Are you shocked? Are you just disappointed? Are you are you depressed? First, it was shocked because I didn't think he was going to choose Miami. I, th- I personally thought he was going to go to the uh, like New York. Or the, I thought Chicago or the Knicks were more um, likely because I never thought about Miami as a city really, and I at the time I didn't know he was such good friends with like Dwayne Wade and everybody, right? Um, and I didn't know that like a Pat Riley. I really only paid attention to the Cavs, uh, which is still somewhat true today. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was more shocked like South Beach, and I was like Miami, like why? And then I and then like I realized like oh he's teaming up with them, like great. Now they're gonna be great, and I'm gonna have to watch that. Um, but I thought he was going to the Knicks or the Bulls, uh, and then leaning towards the Knicks just cause I thought he wanted like, if I, cause I kept thinking about it like, Oh, I live in Cleveland. If I was going to leave, where would I want to go of the teams that they <laughs> mentioned? New York sounds pretty cool. Like not even thinking about it from a basketball standpoint. I'm just a ch- kid from Akron too. Yeah. It was, it was shock. And then it was immediately anger. And that's why I think like everybody looks down upon Cavs fans who was burning his Jersey and everything. But like the fact that he came from Akron and like. It truly felt, it feels like it's your buddy. It feels like, like for me, it feels like it was my buddy. For other people, it feels like it's his son. Like there's a pride in Northeast Ohio that people don't understand unless you're from there. Yeah. And it sounds dumb, but like, it's truly like, you're a Lakers fan. And first of all, the Lakers franchise is historic and has it all. And like, people want to come to LA to play and not only be to be in like the weather, the city, the glamour. People don't want to come to Cleveland to play because the weather's bad. There's no glamour. It's a blue collar city. So, but it's like truly like uh, if the Cavs lose, that we're I'm devastated. Like I couldn't even. I watched the end of the 2016 playoffs uh, mostly alone because if they had lost, I would have been so upset. And because when they when the Cavs lose, we have nothing else really. Like right. I love Cleveland, but. There's not, I mean, it's sports. Like, the only reason to go downtown is to go to an Indians game or a Cavs game or a Browns game. And if you lose, for a lot of people in Cleveland, too, it's like they're working, like, uh, steel industry jobs and stuff. Like, that's your week. And if you're in L.A. and they lose, like, you can go to, like, Griffith Park. You can go to surfing (laughs) afterwards. Well, there's always the Cleveland Browns to lift your spirits. Yeah. (laughs) This season has been, this is, that's how I've gotten over uh, LeBron leaving this season is the excitement around Baker. Uh, Wait, so let's take, go back to 2011, 2010. Uh, Do any of the Cavs fans, you know, stay with LeBron and become Heat fans? Do you guys hate the Miami Heat? Do you stop following basketball? Are you still just as big of a fan? Uh, the villain narrative was absolutely true. I, I hated him. Like I saw his face and I scowled. It's how wow. I feel about KD now. Wow. Um, so you you completely changed what you thought about LeBron when he was there to when he was gone to when he came back. Yeah. And then like even the heat, like what, even their jerseys, like mostly like they would wear their black jerseys a lot on the road. And that's what they wore when they came into town, uh, on, uh, October or no, December. What was it? I think it was a Christmas game. December. Mm, I don't remember. December 10th, I thought. What? When the His game was? <laughs> I don't remember the anyway, exact date. <laughs> I thought I knew the date. Uh, they looked like villains. They right. looked evil. They And they like carried themselves with such arrogance. Like the the whole show when they're in the arena, like going like, hey, I yeah. was like, fucking asshole. <laughs> we have nothing. Who do we have now? Booby? Yeah, he goes to Miami, comes back and just destroys the Cleveland Cavaliers. Does he feel good about that? I don't know. I, there's a more than a more than an athlete uh, episode that went up on Tuesday that I'm interested to hear his take about. I hear that's great. His Showtime show. Is no, it's it awesome? his uh, uh, ESPN Plus. Got it. So yeah. what's his Showtime show? Uh, well, he has the HBO show, The Shop. Right, but then he also has a Showtime show. I thought. I have no idea what that is. LeBron Showtime show. Somebody told me that it was awesome. Um, shut up and dribble. Shut up, dude. I haven't seen that one. <laughs> so many TV shows. Uh, <laughs> all right, so 2010, 2011, this is what we were talking about, that roster, that real poo-poo platter, a series of journeymen and youngsters take the Cavs to a 19-63 and 63 record. They're basically tanking to win the lottery. They do, and yep. they draft Kyrie Irving. Are you excited about that? Do you know about Kyrie? Are you following like his 17-game Duke career? Do you care? I thought they were idiots for drafting Kyrie. I wanted Derek Williams. Wow. Thank God you're not the GM. Of course. I wanted Derek Williams because I was like, we have Ramon Sessions and we got Daniel Gibson. We're <laughs> Who's fine better at the than point. Booby? Yeah. I'm like, we need a Derek Williams type. We need a LeBron 
to uh, a small forward, you know. And so I was bummed. And also, I just thought Derek Williams, like, I, I mean, I thought he was more exciting to watch in college. But uh, I was quickly wrong. Yeah. And then uh, we got uh, Tristan, who I knew nothing about, but uh, was excited because we, uh, I, I never really liked Anderson Vergeau for some reason. It was his hair. It was his, uh, the fact that he always fouled at the uh, most inopportune times. He could not defend without fouling. <laughs> Uh, so that next year, Kyrie is a rookie. They get Tristan Thompson. They go from 19 wins all the way to 21. Things are looking up for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, they don't win the draft that year, oddly enough. They get the fourth pick and they draft. Do you remember? Was it, uh, is it Dion Waiters? It is Dion Waiters. Thoughts on Dion Waiters? Really excited about Dion Waiters. <laughs> and then again, was kind of wrong. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I was like, oh, this is going to be like a one-two punch. It's gonna, We're going to be like the next like John Wall, Bradley Beal thing, because that was like the beginning of like the whatever of yeah, them, too. Yeah, what's going on in Washington. Yeah. Uh, so the Cavs are, you know, still in this mire of quasi-tanking, sort of losing on purpose. So you're so, kind of rooting for an exciting product, a Jamario Moon slam dunk, like you said, down 23 Every in the game quarter. was just like, when, I mean, I don't even care if we win. I just want to see some good basketball. Half the time I would want to go to the games to see the other team. I would be like... Oh, like we should go see the Clippers play because I want to see Blake Griffin. Right. Um, but it was still fun. Like it was still, I mean, it, that's the thing and we'll probably get to it, but it's like, it's hard. It's sometimes harder to be a fan of the team when LeBron's on the team and you're probably experiencing that now. Yeah. Because the expectations are so high. Yeah. And then it's like, if you, if you lose, it's like, of course, like, I don't know. It's just harder to be a fan. It's harder to be a fan. Have a good um, team. Of a good team, but it's also sadder to be a, a fan of a tanking team. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, the Cavs have been feast or famine. I'm trying to go over these last eight years because it's, like, broken up very evenly for LeBron rebuild and then for LeBron on the team. Yeah. And you're either the worst team in the NBA <laughs> or the best. LeBron doesn't play in a middle class. Yeah. Uh, year three of this rebuild, Dion's uh, rookie season, Kyrie's second year. Do you know how many wins? They go from 19 to 21. How many wins do you think they had that third year? Is it 27. 24. 24. So they're beginning very <laughs> incrementally better as they start collecting assets. We're out of the, the teens. We're into the 20s, mid-20s. They have the third worst record in the NBA, and they win the draft again. Are you proud of that? Do you like the I'm fact that you keep winning the draft? I'm proud of it at that point. At the point you're talking about, I'm proud of it. Do you think you it. deserve it? Yeah. You deserve the draft Absolutely. again. Every you want year. the first pick, you want the fourth, because and then you want the, the first pick again. Because the still on. <laughs> yeah. Third degree burn mm -hmm. from burning the jersey in That's 2010. Right. Yeah. And I'm waiting for it to heal. I really <laughs> and you am. deserve the first pick. Yes. And you know who you get. Yeah. <laughs> Tony Bennett. <laughs> Sinatra esque big band lounge singer. The freaking singer himself. I want to get to oh. Anthony Bennett, but we have an ad. I have an ad. I don't usually have ads. I have an ad. There's a Mac Weldon ad. You know, Mac Weldon is better than whatever you're wearing now, Jeff, regardless of what you're wearing. I see you're wearing some sort of very thick stock jean, uh, one sock, no shoes, a shirt that says no shirt, no shoes, no service, and a big dog jacket. Yeah. That's, that's all very uncomfortable. Yeah, but look at the watch. <laughs> Two of them. Yeah. <laughs> one of them's an Apple watch. The other one is an Apple swatch. <laughs> Don't believe me. Just watch. <laughs> Mac Weldon believes in smart design premium fabrics, and simple shopping. They have silver in it, right? That's right. Well, I don't even know if that's true. Do they have silver in it? Pretty sure they do. Uh, I bought a V-neck undershirt from them because, you know what? You can never have enough just quality undershirts, and Mack Weldon has high-quality undershirts. The website is easy to use. The shirt arrived right on time, and it was incredibly affordable. And just for you guys, my Buckets listeners, you can get 20% off your first order by visiting MacWeldon.com and enter promo code BUCKETS at checkout. How tight is that? Well, hopefully not too tight if you order the right size. Exactly right. They have underwear, they have socks, they have shirts, they have undershirts, they have hoodies, they have sweatpants, anything that you need to wear. Oh, here it is. They have a line of silver underwear and shirts that are naturally antimicrobial, which means they eliminate odor. I think that's why you got that. Uh, so if you want to check them out and get yourself something, tis the season, go to MacWeldon.com uh, and enter promo code BUCKETS for 20% off your first order. Thanks, y'all. Now, Anthony Bennett, what do you remember? What do you like? What do you not? They draft him. Do you think they're going to get him? Are you surprised by it? I, it was completely out of left field. I mean, I wanted Victor Oladipo, but... Uh, Finally, you're right about a draft. Yeah. 
but of course they're not going to listen to you after you said get Derek Williams. And I was calling them every year with my <laughs> suggestion. They hey, said, 15 year old here. I know I wanted Derek <laughs> Williams, but hear me out here. I'm pretty big into this Victor Oladipo fella. Yeah, imagine a Victor on our roster. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I had no idea who he was, and then I spent the next like week watching highlight videos and being not impressed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, w- here's the problem with the Cavs. I feel like they always try to pick the, um, like, uh, what's it called? The uh, Dark Horse. Mm-hmm. And they, they're rarely right. And but that's that sometimes for, it hits and it feels nice. Yeah, like with Kyrie, I think that not that he was a dark horse per se, but like they definitely hit gold with that. And I think they maybe had a little bit too much confidence going in. Uh huh. And uh, I think they didn't want to add uh, Oladipo to uh, Dion Waiters Kyrie backcourt, but like it's I mean it's the one of the most embarrassing picks ever, isn't the uh, argument Anthony Bennett versus uh, Greg Oden? Yeah, as the biggest bus at number one. Yeah, uh, that year. There's a whole new crop of great characters on this team. Lowell Dang was on that team, played really well. <laughs> Jared Jack was on that team. Jared CJ Jack Miles. Weldon. Del Madova was on that team. Delhi, that was, uh, we just signed him. He was, uh, yeah, it was, like a was free he drafted agent. and released? Yeah, or yeah. something. He, he definitely didn't stay with the team that drafted him if he was drafted. And then there's Anthony Bennett. Do you know what he averaged as a rookie? Oh, God. Just points and rebounds. Ten and six. Yeah, you're very optimistic. It was four and two. Of course, <laughs> that's good for the best course. pick in the draft. Four and two. You um, think that's safe to say he's the biggest bust at number one? Yeah, I think so. Um, so then we. I have some inside inform, not inside information, but just a fun anecdote about Delhi. Let's w- watching it. him on the bench because our tickets were near the Cavs bench. Oh, this is great. And he even before LeBron came back, he was just like. We could be down by like thirty, and he'd be like, like the most optimistic guy ever, and yelling in his Australian accent, like, "Come on, guys! Like, let's go!" Like, <laughs> and like, I hear the people would come back from the bench, like they were doing horribly. Anthony Bennett, for example, and yeah. then he'd be like, oh, "It's all right, it's all right. Like, come on, guys!" Like, everybody else is like slumped over, like, "Fuck this! I can't get back. Can't wait to get back to Westlake." Um, <laughs> Delhi was just super optimistic, super positive. Yeah, great and, clubhouse uh, guy. And he and Kyrie seemed to have like a good relationship. And then when LeBron came back, like, that whole playoff series, like, LeBron encouraged it, and he was like, this is what everybody needs to be like, and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we've been trying to do this the whole time. <laughs> it was like, that was the vibe I was getting, and he was just so, like, optimistic. It was just really funny to watch. Uh, all right, so that year, Anthony Bennett's rookie year, year four of this rebuild, this is the year before LeBron comes back. This is kind of Kyrie's so this uh, is, hatch of sorts. Yeah, this is Kyrie's third year. He's starting to be like, wow, a real team leader. They yeah. win 33 games. That was at least a big jump. We were excited. I mean, I was excited even if LeBron didn't come back to be a playoff contender the next year. Yeah. And that uh, all-star game, he won the MVP, you know? So this is sort of like a a textbook blueprint of a rebuild. You want to draft, get lucky, and then wait three or four years for this player to just mature into one of the best point guards in the NBA. Yeah. The Cavs do it. They win 33 games, ninth worst team in the NBA. And they win the draft again. <laughs> you deserve that one too. I take it. I, we we earned you start it. It's not about bad. deserved. It's not about like oh, it's a handout. Like we got That's it. Good that you got that. Yeah. Draft what, again. Were, what were our chances? One uh, percent, yeah. something like that. One point seven. One percent, and we got this. Were you, were you even watching the draft lottery at that no, point? No, because I didn't think we got anything above six, dude. <laughs> How did you even hear that you guys won the draft lottery again? I don't know. ESPN <laughs> update. I was at Yours Truly Diner in Sugar and Falls, Ohio, having some not so fries. <laughs> and boom, Andrew Wiggins, the guy I've been following on YouTube. So do you want Andrew Wiggins? Or I start? really wanted Wiggins because he I'd, I'd seen his dunk highlight tapes on um, Hoop Mixtape a lot. Mm-hmm. That was like one of the first high school players that I'd followed through college. That's cool. Um, for a few years. And so I was excited about him. Uh, oh, also a nice anecdote. When uh, Kyrie uh, crossed up uh, Brandon, uh, God, Knight? what's his name? Brandon, Brandon Knight. And the rookie game. I feel so bad for Brandon Knight because he also was the victim of like one of the best DeAndre Jordan. Uh, yeah, there's like a few time. things that happened to Brandon Knight. Where it's just like he wrong place, wrong time. But he's like a pretty good player. I think a lot of like um, optimists are like, you know, Brandon Knight's the one trying to like block these dunks. That's yeah. why he's always ending up in these positions. But uh, that was when I was like, Kyrie's a special player when he did like was just like kind of debuted his insane handles in yeah. front of everybody because most people weren't watching the Cavs. That's right. Nor should they have. <laughs> of course. Uh, 
Wiggins, I believe, plays summer league that year, right? This is before LeBron makes his decision. Yeah, he was. Uh, I think he, definitely... he took a, f- a photo shoot where he had the. Cavs. the yeah, we've seen we saw him in a Cavs jersey. Yeah, and I was excited. Uh, that would have been an interesting team to watch, I feel like, but not that Wiggins has blossomed that much. Right. So then what do you remember about that summer in between uh, year four and five of the rebuild, the 2014? I was, here. I was, I was in LA. It was my first summer away. Um, I was doing a, a program at USC mm-hmm. where I eventually went to college. Cool. Uh, and I was in my, uh, I knew he, his decision was coming out that he might be leaving. I feel like if he was going to resign, he would have already. Uh, and I was optimistic. I didn't, I, like I kept hearing reports it was between Miami and Cleveland and all this stuff and I was like why not and he like he had said that I was like reading all these things like reading little bits that leaves. he had said like when that guy ran out onto the court with the come come home LeBron and hugged him and stuff and LeBron's like the way he looked at him and stuff he didn't look upset and he I don't know uh so little tidbits of optimism here and there and then I saw I, like I got the you'll be on update like the I'm coming home and the like yeah, in the all black <laughs> suit I'm like <laughs> Always wears the worst suits when he's about to join the Cavs. But <laughs> Why? When he was drafted, he wore a bad suit? <laughs> the, the curtain that he was wearing. The toga that was refashioned into a three-piece <laughs> suit. Eight buttons. <laughs> One for every title he won <laughs> or was planning on. Uh, is, are you jumping up for joy? Are you still pissed at LeBron a little bit? I, I always forgiven already. Instantly. Almost always forgiven at the time. It was maybe like if it's seven-eighths of it was forgiven. Yeah. And that last eighth was 2016. <laughs> he comes back and you're like, you love him as much as as though he didn't leave and win two championships. Well, because he, he righted the wrong. And yeah. that's what I think KD has the opportunity to do this summer is to not go back to OKC per se, but like leave, leave and do it State. on his own. And it's starting to seem like that. The more uh, yeah. he talks about not necessarily wanting to stay. That's been my season more than following even the Lakers. Was, just is the Warriors. Fu- is the, the Warriors' demise. <laughs> um, so that first year... The Cavs start making arrangements before LeBron joins, which is uh, getting that coach David Blatt and ha- signing Anth- uh, Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. And now LeBron joins and he's like, ah, you don't need either of those people. Um, are you sad to see Wiggins go? Or are you like, this is great. We're getting No, because I was like a, I was just a Kevin Love fan in the same way I'm a Russell Westbrook fan and that like I don't care about the Thunder, I didn't care about the T Wolves, but it was just fun to watch him play and see him put up these like forty and twenty nights. Um He had a thirty thirty game for Minnesota, I remember. Yeah. Jeez Louise. I mean um, that's like numbers that we're seeing from like A D now, which it would be great if Kate, Kevin Love had kept that up, but it was just like, Oh, we got a big three. We did what Miami did. <laughs> yeah. Like, where's our, like, at all, right? in the arena going down, like, all buddies. And that first photo shoot with, like, LeBron, uh, on, like, with his uh, arms around the two guys, I was like, this is going to be fun. So that funny. was that whole summer is, this is going to be fun. As a sports fan, you're just like, fuck Miami, fuck their big three. Who do they think there are throwing a parade already? Then it happens to you in Cleveland. You're like, yes, where's make it rain. Parade, dude? Yeah. I want a fucking pep rally. Let me go to the arena Pack and the Wolstein Center. Let's get Cleveland State on the horn. A pep rally. Uh, LeBron is back. 53 wins that year, and they go straight to the finals. It's basically what you wanted, what you expected, what you deserved. They won a bunch of drafts. They got LeBron back, traded the assets for a number two banana, or I guess number three. Delhi blossomed. Delhi has blossomed. blossomed. So is this one of your favorite Cavs teams because everything sort of came together after four years of famine? Definitely one of my favorite because we it was LeBron wasn't the only flashy player. I mean, like people like to shit on the teams that LeBron was on, on like 2007 to 2010. They weren't terrible. Uh, they weren't any worse than like this last season, but like they definitely weren't as fun to watch. Um, like the most fun game I went to during that tenure was like the, when he uh, hit the three over the Magic. The game winning. Wait, that was when LeBron came back? No, that was 2009. Got it. But I was at that game. Got it. So like that was the most <laughs> exciting game versus once he came back, you have Kyrie doing his flashy yeah. shit, you know, Kevin Love. Like it's a, a lot of more three-point shooting uh, too. It's just like a different league. Mm-hmm. But it was just exciting again. And we had uh, it's definitely one of my favorite teams, uh, even more so than the 2017 and 2018 teams. And that finals was probably, I guess, the one that they won was the most interesting. But this one was like felt kind of like a chess match with the Cavs losing Kevin Love and Kyrie. Because we could we didn't, have done we, it with Kyrie if Kyrie hadn't gotten injured. I think we would have won. 
we don't quite know. We didn't know then that the Warriors were seemingly unbeatable. Exactly. And they weren't unbeatable. They weren't even close to it, I feel like. It was, if we were healthy, we would have won that. But do you then remember? If we were, if, but I, I, st- I, I do think if we had won that year, we wouldn't have won in 2016. Got so it. I'm glad it, it happened <laughs> the way it did. So you're saying if they the Cavs won that year, then the Warriors would be too pissed to lose the following yeah. year. And they wouldn't they wouldn't have been as comfortable for us to ca- capitalize on like stuff like the Draymond Green suspension. Do you remember that first finals at all? They were, the Cavs had a 2-1 lead, I think. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think we we split in uh, Golden State, and yeah. then we won our first one at home, and then lo- lost the next three. So it was uh, it was pretty devastating. LeBron tried to do it all, Lebr- and he is, almost did. He like slowed the game down to a halt. Almost. It was like we. I mean, at that point, we weren't trying to beat them at their own game. It was like slow them down, do that rough and tumble type shit that we tried to do, that we, uh, like the old teams. Like I, I in two thousand seven, if it felt reminiscent of two thousand seven, the last three games, where it's just like, well. We have to watch them lose yeah. four times in a row, but um, not four times in this time around. But it was just like, it was LeBron trying to do it all, and he couldn't do it all, obviously. Yeah, because it's one on five at the end of the day. Did yeah. you hate the Warriors yet? No. Uh, I didn't even hate them after that. I was like, well, like, next year we have three more years to try, and it's going to be a chess match every time. Right. And then they start getting amazing. <laughs> um, and then they start getting really arrogant, and they start doing the, I hope their like locker room still smells like champagne. Yeah. And then I'm like, these guys suck. Like, these, <laughs> like as people, they're arrogant pricks, and they're like good all of a sudden and not like like the totally the opposite of everything I believe in values wise, and like the complete opposite of what Cleveland embodies. Which is what? It's like they're like arrogant. They're mm-hmm. uh, just like Silicon Valley. So yeah, like just Rich. like like tech bro bit like, like douchebags. Um, year two of LeBron's comeback. That's, the best, dude. That's the GOAT year for Cleveland fans. Channing Fry, Richard Jefferson. <laughs> they join, right? They join, uh, or Channing Fry, I think we signed in the offseason. RJ comes midseason. Uh-huh. We get uh, Iman. That's right. We get JR. Mm-hmm. And suddenly we have a bit of a ball game. We're cooking with gas. Uh, Mozgov leaves. Are you sad to see Timofey? He left after 2016. Oh, he was there for that finals. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and David Blatt gets replaced. By Teron uh, Lee, halfway who, through it should have been. Dave, he had no business being in the NBA. <laughs> no, he still doesn't. Why? Yeah. Why did they? Why did Blatt get hired? And why do you think Blatt left? I don't. I can't answer why he got hired because I didn't. I don't know what he did before that. When the was it the, was he in Greece? Where was he? I think he was coaching in Israel. Israel. Um, I think Dan Gilbert's an idiot. Um, mm-hmm. So that's probably why he got hired. But we had Teron Lou, and like the whole time we were like, why isn't Teron Lou the head coach and David Blatt the assistant? And I you was think excited. That was LeBron's decision? I don't think it was LeBron's decision. I think people overplay his poll in terms of that. But I do think that he didn't respect David Blatt, and I think he did kind of respect Teron Liu, at least at first. Um, and I was just excited because, I mean, uh, I, I don't know. I, 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 was, I, I just knew T. Liu from, like, those old Lakers teams. and like Because uh, I, I used to watch all those Lakers documentaries because I was fascinated with Shaq and Kobe. <laughs> Old school basketball players like Shaq and Kobe. Uh, they get back to the finals. They lose game one by 15. They lose game two by 33. Are you like, shit, we're going to fucking lose to the Warriors again? Uh, yeah, I'm devastated. <laughs> uh, the first two games were not even close. There were blowouts at home in Golden yeah, State. Yeah, but then what? Uh, game f- three, that was when we had the... That's when... Like, blew them out. Yeah, Cleveland won by 30 yeah. in game three. And so that that's was like an, the sign of life. I was that at that needed. game. Whoa. I'm pretty sure I was at that game. That was... It was 120 to 90 in game three. Um, it kind of felt like game five of that next uh, thing where it's like backs against the walls. We got to just fucking score as many points as we can. Just destroy Golden State. Yeah, it was like we need a... We need a um, momentum shift. In that and game... And then we were... I was like, okay, we're good. Two and one... We just need to level it out, and then it's two and two, and we're back to square one. LeBron and, then, and Kyrie each scored 30. Uh, the bench chipped in very sparingly, but it was just yeah. like LeBron and Kyrie basically being like, all right, we got to just dominate, take yeah. over the game, at least win one, the first one at home to set up game four, which they lost. Did you go to that game too? No, I think the, uh, I went to game three, and then I, I came out here to start working on Fun or Die and interning here. Oh, cool. So game four, they're at home again. They lose. Uh, by 11. Yeah. At that point, it feels like that's it, right? It feels like that, but two also... two of the next three are in Golden State. I mean, my dad and I kind of bond over basketball, and both of us were like, I don't know, something feels different about this. Like, the way that they're carrying themselves and the way that they're, like... 
I just feel like at least it, once they showed up for game five, and then we we knew that there was the Draymond Green suspension. So like, yeah, do you remember when that happened? Were you like, this is suspension worthy? Were you surprised by that? Did it seem like that was yes? Because it wasn't just that people try to they look at the um like whatever the reason was for his exact suspension. Yeah. It's like it's not just that he's been playing dirty all like the whole playoffs. Yeah, like, he had that kick to the nuts. Yeah, someone else for uh, it was either Mozgov. I think it was Mozgov. <laughs> Mozgov, poor poor Mozgov got kicked in the balls, and then LeBron stepped over Draymond, and Draymond like punched him up into the groin. Yeah, you, it's like you can't be surprised. <laughs> Like, it's, it's an amalgamation of all your terrible behavior because you're a crybaby when things don't go your way, which you're used to. So game five is back in Golden State, but Draymond's not playing. Yeah, so, so. I'm like, we might be able to do it because their defense is going to fall apart. Uh, LeBron can drive without having to worry about this huge body. That In that game... Kyrie and LeBron each score 41. Four, yeah, that was the 80 combined or the 82 yeah. combined. 41 each. Holy shit. LeBron had 41, 16, and 7. I'm looking at like the bench box score. Richard Jefferson had 8. That uh, was the... Richard... Shumpert had 4 and nobody else scored on the bench. Yeah. <laughs> Richard like... Jefferson had a really good game that... And I've listened to Road Trip and his and Channing's podcast, which yeah. I, I love that, that show. <laughs> okay. Uh, and he talks about that game and he's like, that's like what you can hope for as a veteran. Like, that's what I tell all the guys. Is that the game who... where he had the dunk? Like a big dunk? He had dunk? a huge dunk in that game and yeah. he was just... And then it, like the bench went crazy. Like, that's when I like, oh, we got this one. Yeah, yeah. So then game six back in Cleveland, but Draymond is playing. I remember betting on uh, Golden State that game because it's like, all right, game six, again, Draymond's back. Cleveland had their, like, backs against the wall game where they gave everything they had, and they won. But Golden State's not going to lose game I six. I wasn't as worried about game six either because we were home, we were back home, and there was already a momentum shift. And I was like, there's no way LeBron's going to go out again on our home floor. I just I, I just had, that was complete faith in LeBron. Yeah. And um, were you at that game? No, you were back. No, I was here. Watching it? Watched it alone because I knew if they lost... <laughs> I would my I would go to sleep. I would go to sleep because seven fifteen p.m. It, no, because that was in Cleveland, so it was going to be like whatever it was nine thirty. Yeah. It's still early, but I was like, I can't I can't be awake for that day. I need to process this and have a good dream, a wet dream, hopefully. <laughs> Me and Dante Jones and I don't know a couple chicks on the beach. Mike Miller. Having a Miller high life <laughs> with on uh oh yeah anyway Mo Williams uh Dante Jones Delvadova Richard Jefferson chipping off the bench but again it's all LeBron Kevin Love J.R. Smith Kyrie Irving just dominating they played starters like forty four minutes a game yeah they did not trust their bench at all not at all they're like this is the finals we'll work you to the bone and then game seven game seven. One of the best days of my life. Game seven is June 19th, 2016. Uh, everybody's at full strength. Uh, the game is back in Oakland. Are you confident going into game seven? Do you think, wait a minute, we can actually win? Not confident at all. <laughs> Scared. Scared. Anxious. Because the, worried. Cr- the crowd at Oracle seems to like elevate the team that like whenever they're because the crowd are arrogant tech <laughs> douchebag assholes too but they're and so bandwagoner people from not the u.s it just seems like when a three happens five more will happen and any two-point lead becomes like a 13-point deficit uh, it's such a scary place to root against well my well we my my dad and i were gonna go to the game he was like okay like, like a buddy of mine had his tickets do you want to come and i was like i cannot be there if they win <laughs> i will go to jail <laughs> um so i just we just watched it together here because he was in town in that game the bench only played three players shump mo williams and richard jefferson is the only bench players and they just played all their starters nearly every single i didn't even minute. know that but that checks out uh i wanted to try something fun fun for you maybe not for the crowd but um i wanted to watch there's a clip on youtube not the a last clip. three minutes and 39 seconds of the 2016 <laughs> nba finals game seven you know how many times i've watched this you know how many times i've cried at this let's Watch I might it. cry. Let's watch it. Okay. Uh, the Cavs aren't doing so well this year, so this is a lot of what you have right now. Uh, let's let's give some live commentary. This is a 10-minute clip. The last 3.39. Okay. So do you remember the score with 3.39 left? Uh, is it already at 89-89? That's correct. 89 all. Do you remember the final score? Oh, uh, God. Is it 96-89? So for the last... Nearly four minutes of this game, the Cavs score four, the Warriors score zero. This is zero. what's so insane about it. It's like, <laughs> it's like four, like how many, however many minutes go scoreless. It's like yes. a minute and a half. All right, let's start watching. Let's see what happens. Ready? <sighs> Have you seen me cry? 
the Warriors have the ball. The crowd is just standing up the entire time. I was standing up the entire time. We were in a hotel room and I could not sit down. Every time there was a timeout, I would go to the bathroom and just go like, <laughs> come on. I wonder if the players themselves are as nervous as the fans were watching the game. I bet they can't be. It's got to be all adrenaline at this point. But it's adrenaline, but there's something affecting because the, the Warriors don't usually go four-minute stretches without scoring I already at all. have goosebumps. I Le- remember this day. LeBron's got the t-shirt that he stretches out because he doesn't like playing. Ugh. Drives to the hole and oh, gets blocked by Iguodala. Oh, is this the block already? No, it's not. I thought it was. Yeah. Draymond. By the way, Draymond had like 32, 15, and 7 that game. Iguodala tries to get the three. There's the fucking... Iguodala just missed a wide open corner yeah. three. That's what, I thought it was over. Yeah, if they make that there. three. If they make any of these shots, it just feels like that's the floodgates. Yeah. Even when you're up six against the Warriors, it doesn't mean anything. So when it's tied, it feels like they're up 10. I believe me. You're up by 19 but like against the Warriors. It doesn't mean you won the game. God, Iguodala just blocking LeBron. Remember LeBron like stretching out those t-shirt shirts, uh, the, yeah. jer- the and sleeves? Then he, and then he, like, a, like a, the NBA made him say like, I love the short <laughs> sleeves. Don't get me wrong. LeBron gets the rebound and gets fouled. Uh, at this point, he has 26 points, 10 rebounds, 11 assists. Yeah. I mean, he's just the best player in the world. This is his 14th year. Hasn't slowed down whatsoever. Joining Jerry West and James Worthy as the only people <laughs> have you, who have triple-doubles in Game 7. Did you see what LeBron's seven. been tweeting today? Just like old memories from like his first year? No. So it's like the end of his like senior season uh, in high school and then the beginning of his NBA career. It's like Jay Bilas tweeted. Oh, like, yes. Like great hair back then. And then he's like, yeah, we did have some good. <laughs> now we're, we're bald, bald brothers. God, can you imagine oh. playing in the last two minutes of this game? This is the shot. What is the shot? No, wait, this isn't Kyrie's shot already, is it? It is, I'm pretty sure. All right, wait, 241 left? No, it had to be a lot closer to the end. Uh, Cavs have the ball. They feed Love in the post. It's just ISO. Love on Harrison of Barnes. Of course he misses a hook shot. Jump hook, very short. Everyone is just so nervous. They're it scared to like play. Yeah. <laughs> because, of course they are, because the, the entire season. The is the most nervous shot, by <laughs> it's, the way. It's a one-handed, <laughs> one-handed jump hook. Pick and roll, Iguodala. Oh. Harrison Barnes does not want to shoot. Draymond for three. I, again, I thought it was over. Missed it. It goes straight out of bounds. Draymond was like hitting threes in this game, which yeah. is funny to watch now because... He was trying to redeem himself because he knew that he had kind of fucked up. And he he knows that he deserved the suspension. It's bullshit. <laughs> but he did kind of like, if that doesn't happen, the Warriors might win in five and it's over. Yeah. So he's like, let Probably. me at least give my all in game seven. Cavs have the ball. It's still 89-89 with two minutes left. We've just seen miss after miss. At this point, this is the shot. No, it's not. It's not. Let's let Kyrie drive. Teardrop. Doesn't even hit the Awful rim. Awful shot. Doesn't even hit the rim. Oh, this is the block. Wait, wait, wait. Can Iguodala? we go back? I can, uh, I can do the exact commentary. Okay, hold on. So, this is right after Kyrie misses a teardrop. He misses the rim. Uh, we're going to watch that, and then you can call what? The, the play call. For the block. Because Steph gets uh, the outlet pass. He's running down, streaking down. He sees Iguodala on the right. My and that's heart on LeBron. is beating. <laughs> As if I'm nervous <laughs> to see it. All I right. can't help but feel part here's, of the team. Here's the miss. Iguodala gives it to Steph. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Oh, blocked by James. <laughs> LeBron James with the rejection. That was a ridiculous block. It's like it wasn't even debatably goaltending. It was so clearly yeah. smacking the ball. Everyone him coming out of nowhere. Yeah, they're the like, world. what the fuck? Nobody can score. There's a minute 30 now. Now it's LeBron's turn to try to score. This is like the end of an all-star game. Everyone's just going ISO. And who's guarding him? Iguodala. Jump hook also short from LeBron. Every shot is a jump hook that's short (laughs) or a three that doesn't hit the rim. Yeah. Everybody's so nervous. (laughs) Now it's Steph's turn. Step back. Three. Misses the rim. bad shot. Misses the rim entirely. So many of these shots don't even hit the rim. Okay, this is the shot because he gets the switch. Oh, Oh, it's a timeout. Got it. So they're like, T. Lou is like, let's uh, let's draw something up here. Because <laughs> so far, we've been jump hooking and missing the rim, and then they miss threes. We're either about to go to OT or we're going to lose. I feel like if it went into overtime, nobody would score again. Oh, they're showing the chase down block again. God, LeBron just comes out of nowhere. That He's like 15 be... feet behind Iguodala. There's like, oh my god! There was analysis on it the next day about how fast he would have had to be going. It's like 15 miles per hour or something like that. <laughs> Just sprinting and running into the backboard. He almost hits his head on the backboard. Yeah, he has to like duck almost. This whole thing, like the 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 stop or no, the block and the shot are like two of the, have to be two of the best 
plays in basketball history. Yeah, and they within happen, a minute of each other. That's right. So now the Cavs, after a timeout, are taking it in. It's interesting that they the play that they draw up is not for LeBron. Well, I mean, Kyrie is just so clutch at this point. He's, I mean, he showed it throughout this whole like. Wasn't there like run. an angle on LeBron being like, "Give the ball to Kyrie"? Yeah, he basically asked for this play. In, basically, this, in that timeout, I'm pretty sure he's like, "It's Kyrie's." Right. So it's an ISO for Here it is. Kyrie. Gets the switch on Steph, which is what he wanted. Yeah. So now Steph is on Kyrie. Dances on him. Step at this back. point, I'm like, terrible shot. Boom. Swish. Did not even hit the rim again, but this time in a good way. And then and then I think they take a timeout here. Cavs are up three with less than a minute left. Or no, this is this isn't. They don't call a timeout. They do they ha- I thought they did, because there's this thing. Oh no, that's after his free throw. Steph wants a three, but Kevin I'm like, Love why is, is playing Kevin great Love D. on him. Like and then he tosses it over here to oh, God. Draymond is like, why what are you doing? <laughs> it just everybody's Fledgling. scrambling. Steph terrible. just launches a three, almost went in. Oh, and then this is this was I was like Kyrie, like you, that's your specialty is like insane layups. What oh, the hell are you that. doing? If that didn't go to Kevin Love, we would have been fucked. Yeah. So holy shit. Okay. So and then at this foul, you wait, can see <laughs> Steph misses the three that would have tied the game, and and Kyrie instead of like let's just dribble and force them to foul us, yeah, he just r- sprints down the court and tries to make a layup before yeah. anybody realizes that he like, should wait, foul. What? Yeah, they're like, what the fuck's going on? Foul him, right? <laughs> they don't know what to do. Uh, he I misses that, the layup, and then Kevin Love gets the ball. Yeah, I, I remember hearing somebody being like, "We thought that there was a t- like somebody had called a timeout or something." The Cavs still have the ball; it goes back to Kyrie. And they then have this to happens foul. where I was like, "If this had happened, if this had happened right here, that dunk." Oh my god, I don't even remember that. First of all, game would have been over. Second of all, I see this happen. I'm like, <laughs> "You like what's wrong with his wrist? Like that's his shooting wrist. Like if he doesn't make these free throws, LeBron gets fouled." with 10 seconds left in this game on what would be an misses. amazing dunk and missed the first free throw. I don't remember that. I remember that very well because I'm like, LeBron. <laughs> Just the make a fucking one out of two. One out All of you two, need is one. Like, yeah, and they even says that uh, uh, fucking Jeff Van Gundy says Missed the that. first free throw. Or no, uh, <laughs> Mark Jackson says that. He's like, you only got to make one of these. Yes, and we I'm know like, Mark Jackson. What do you mean you only have to make? <laughs> this is your entire legacy is on the line. <laughs> yeah. So excuse me if I went a little long. <laughs> The second one almost didn't go in either. Yeah. It like it rattled on the rim hard. a few times. And then here he goes right here. He's like one stop. One stop. One stop. One stop. Ten seconds left. Uh, into Thompson. Pump Good fake. So far. Like, Can't get just, a three. They don't even know what they're doing. Oh, my God. All crowded. Wait, what was There's that? There was a foul. But they, we had a foul to give. <laughs> foul to give. Six seconds left. Draymond gets fouled. Everyone's got a really nice haircut. It seems like they all got a nice edge up before the game. <laughs> it's like, my barber surely is in town. Except for Shumpert, who looks like he's wearing a hat made out of hair on his head. Six <laughs> seconds left. You're up four, but you're like, I can't celebrate yet because the Warriors will somehow score six points in the next so two seconds. So a pretty bad shot again. And then you know you win the game when it's David West from the three <laughs> in the corner. And at this point, I'm in tears. <laughs> the game's the game's over. You you almost can't believe it, right? I'm also like swearing a lot in front of my parents. <laughs> this has got to be the happiest moment. Not even as a basketball fan. Like, when else are you this happy in life? Th- this is, might have been the best day of my life because this, by the way, was like I had. This was after my first week starting to work here, starting to work at Funny or Die, like two companies that I admired. My first time working ever. I see this. I'm like my everyone I know right now. Yeah, this is a live feed of Cleveland, Ohio, outside. And Everyone's then this just, is the most cathartic moment of my life. LeBron is just in tears on the ground. Yeah. They're all giving him space, including because Mo Williams. He's I've he's crying. I've been on this ride since I was a basketball fan. 2003 to 2010 was him trying and trying and couldn't do it because a Dan Gilbert's a terrible owner. B nobody <laughs> wants to play in Cleveland. Finally comes back. It takes him on like the first year he doesn't do it. Second no. year it's like it's. The hardest way to win. Yeah, game seven in Golden State against maybe the best regular. Oh no, it was the best regular season team of all time. Seventy-three and nine. And then his his post game thing is like, I gave it everything that I had, crying. He's like, I don't know why we always want to take the hardest road, but (laughs) oh my god, just bawling his eyes out. This is insane. (sighs) God, I miss Kyrie. (laughs) Look how happy Kyrie is there. You know what I noticed though, and this is one of the things that was that one of the first giveaways where I was like, maybe Kyrie doesn't fit in here. Yeah, he's barely in the photo afterwards. What do you mean? At the uh, the tr- the like MVP giving a thing, and like the whole team takes the photo. Yeah. he's like in the back. Why? I'm like, he won the game for us. <laughs> yeah. He could have arguably but been the MVP of Game Seven. And then in 2017, on road tripping, he they had him on, and they were talking about how his best friend on the team was Jordan McRae. <laughs> and I'm like, he's leaving. <laughs> 
If Jordan McRae is your best friend, <laughs> just go now. And it was because they have these like pseudo-intellectual conversations about how the earth is flat. <laughs> but that's, okay, so you're letting the joy of that game, you get carried on to the next year, right? Like if they start losing the next year, you're like, I don't care. We just won a championship. I'm not that invested. Or are you as into it? I'm as into it. I want to. I want to two Pete. I want to. Uh, no, because that, that's when KD came uh, went there, and yeah. I was like, I thought we were going to be playing the Thunder that year. Cause, <laughs> and I'm like, the worst move ever. Like I even more. I was more upset about the KD move than LeBron leaving the Cavs. So you're because you're like, well, we can barely fucking beat this team, and now you join them, exactly. second best player in the world. And even if I wasn't like a Cavs fan, I'm like, I just how do you, I mean? I don't respect that move at all. Again, goes against every value that I have, but seemingly, seemingly I was like what the Warriors embody. By the way, you called it a two-peat, which would be a really funny way to, um, one, call it, and two, as a shirt. Repeat. Yeah. <laughs> two-peat two champions. <laughs> I'm with me. Um, I wrote a up. poem. Okay. About life as a Cavs fan. All right, let's hear it. I didn't necessarily know you were writing this, nor did I want to hear it. Um, I wrote it 30 minutes ago. Okay, this is uh, a poem. Does it have a title? It uh, does not. Okay. We'll, we'll call poem. it Northeast Ohio. I like that. All right. This is a poem for some reason. Del- <laughs> James. Delante West is at his Delante best when he's making that icky, sticky mess with Gloria, let them eat pump fakes, James. So LeBron's mom. Imagine Anton Jameson stuck in traffic on his way to Cadell Edgewater. I don't know what that is. In 2010, only two enemies mattered, LeBron and D-Wade. Right. In 2017, only two friends flattered, LeBron and D-Fade. Who's D-Fade? Into oblivion. Got it. Like Tony Batty on a booze cruise. Tony Batty. With Sasha Pavlovich, who swims laps in a tankini. Larry Hughes was my childhood jersey, that is, until he hurt me when he left to the Windy City and I felt shitty. I pined for Shannon Brown, who skipped town for your Los Angeles Lakers. Right. Imagine Kobe and Shaq ending their beef over a plate of Kobe beef. I guess that's ironic. Ben Wallace enjoys his solace as he shops for wallets at Legacy Village Shopping Center. Was he ever a Cav? Danielle Marshall's son was my classmate, and all he did was play Nintendo. That's Eric Snow lived next to my buddy and blew out that endo. Meaning? Weed, U-N-L-V, Holiday Inn. We took Anthony Bennett with the first overall pick, and I'll never again. Never again what? Kyrie is bad. Dan Gilbert is bad. Ramon Sessions will do. Imagine Anderson Verjao drinking blue carousel. <laughs> That's fine. Stop. Um, I don't want to thank you for that. Is it because of all the effort I put into it? or No, it just felt very thin of a premise. At one point, you just talked about Ben Wallace, who I don't think ever played for the Cavs. He did? Okay. <laughs> Never mind that he that was part that of the Shannon note. Brown trade to the, from the Bulls. Uh-huh. To the Cavs. Yeah. Got it. And he was drinking, what was that, Blue Carousel? Anderson Verjao was drinking Blue Carousel. Got it. <laughs> Thank you for that. It's then. an orange-flavored LaCroix. I have no notes. Liqueur, I said. Uh, next season, Kevin Durant joins the Warriors. The the end the, of the fun in the NBA. Yeah. The the Cavs make it all the way back to the finals. Are you are like, hey, we got LeBron. Anything is possible. Look what happened last year. Are you I mean, like, I watched most of the games with you, which yeah. even goes to show the fact that I wasn't optimistic because right. I was like, we're probably going to lose. Yeah. I can be with other people. That's right. Because yeah. you're expecting it a little bit. Yeah. And the Warriors do indeed deliver in a way that they didn't the last couple of years because, you know, when Steph and Clay happen to be struggling, they now have Kevin Durant. Yeah. Which is not fair to anybody, really. Obviously. Uh, then a weird thing happens when Kyrie requests a trade. Do you believe it at first? I don't, because you texted me that. I learned it from you, and then I was like, "That's bullshit." Yeah, first it seems of all, like one of those. You're fake... a bit of a troll, of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Second of all, uh, yeah, I was like, "Why would he want to leave?" Like he... everything that LeBron even said, where he's like, "I was ready to hand him the reins." I was like, "I kind of my vision of the Cavs was like, we'll have LeBron being the goat and the best player in the NBA until he isn't, and then we'll have Kyrie, who at that point will might be the best player in the NBA." So right. Because we're perfect. So with hindsight, do you kind of understand what happened a little bit more than in the moment? I get it, but um, it just like it's just so like this today's NBA. Like, it, I mean, I feel like if this was in the aughts, it wouldn't have happened that way. I wonder if uh. That 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 line almost could have been great for your poem. 
But which part? Yeah. <laughs> and what you said accidentally rhymed, which was better than anything you what did I spent. Say? <laughs> said in today's NBA, it wouldn't have happened that way or something like that. Oh, right. Yeah. Hang on. Do you <laughs> no, know? you don't have to pull it up again. <laughs> Let me add yeah. that. That's actually really good. Uh, you hold your computer so incorrectly. <laughs> Left hand straight out, holding just by the monitor. Yeah. Uh, it seemed like maybe Kyrie's like, this will be my team once LeBron is bad. And then he's like, wait a minute. LeBron's 33 and just getting better. He has probably like eight no, more years now. I'm going to get bad before this fucking robot does. Yeah. So he asks for a trade. He goes to Boston. Now you have a new team to hate, the Celtics. Or do you always have love for Kyrie because of Game 7? No, you turn I, I it off and on. I will have some love for him, but that's not the same Kyrie that we see today. Mm-hmm. Especially because Kyrie keeps like yapping away about like. And it, I actually didn't care as much because I was like, first of all, he got traded. Like I know he requested and all that. Like, but you can't hate the Celtics because he didn't choose the Cel- He didn't choose the Celtics in free agency or whatever. Um, and it's just again Dan Gilbert being a bad owner, not paying uh, David Griffin, and then acting like Kobe Altman's like the same as David Griffin, who he's not. Uh, but and that's like it's just like I get it. Uh, anybody who leaves the Cavs, I get because of Dan Gilbert is always an excuse to use. But got it. Uh, when he moved or when he when he got traded, I was kind of like, okay, well, I mean, he delivered. Uh, I mean, he's the reason why we won partially. Um, yeah, good for him. Whatever, thank you. And then he kept yapping away about how Cleveland wasn't a real sports city, but that Boston was. I'm like, <laughs> Boston's a sports city, but like I said earlier, Cleveland is as big a sports city as you'll ever have because that's. All we have. Yeah. So you want the loyal fans, you want passionate fans, like you're going to get it in Cleveland more than Boston, I would say. It's all about the lack of other things to do. Exactly. It's like college football in the South. Yeah. It's a big deal because it's almost all they have. Yeah, exactly. So Um, it's like, I'm like, that pisses me off. Like, now I don't like you and all the stuff that he's still saying to this day. uh, So then there's last year. Kyrie's gone. Kevin Love and LeBron are just trying to hold down the fort. LeBron plays every game just like... Almost feels like he's pulling a Mack truck with his teeth. Like, I feel bad for this 32, now 33-year-old for putting so much mileage on his body. Drags this carcass of a team back to the finals. Did that feel like you guys won just by getting to the finals? I thought we were going to go out against the Pacers. It went to seven (laughs) games because of Oladipo. And I'm like, we could have had this guy. We could have had this guy. We have Anthony Bennett. We could have had Derek Williams, yeah. who's now in street clothes <laughs> behind the bench, but still good for Things Team Morale. The way I wanted it would have been Derek Williams and Oladipo. <laughs> what a weird team, first of all. Second of all, I was like just happy that we made it to the finals. Honestly, we, I celebrated the conference championship. As more though, yeah. Th- as though we won, because I was like, this is already an amazing feat. It's like you won the J- JV bracket. Exactly. You're like, look, we won the East. That's as good as an Eastern team can do. Yeah. And now they'll play against the best team in NBA history, and it was a sweep. Did you watch that series? Yeah, I watched most of the mostly every game, and then the finals. I watched the first game, and then J.R. Smith. Right, that was the that was the big one. That yeah. game they almost won. That felt like Game Seven a little bit, where it was that like, was like clawing and dragging one, their way. Maybe like we, I mean, at least get two games, and then I was like, we lost that. I'm like, that's it. That's yeah, that was LeBron's like max effort. I think he had 50 points and a triple double. Yeah. Then J.R. Smith thing happened. LeBron, I guess, broke his hand in anger on the back. Yeah. At that point, did you think he was leaving Cleveland for good? I I had a feeling kind of throughout the whole playoffs. I was like, if if he wasn't leaving then, he's leaving now, and I couldn't blame him. Like I think everybody in Cleveland was kind of like, thank you for what you did. You delivered on your promise. You righted what was wrong, and now we want the best for you. And, and honestly, the best thing for Cleveland now is like uh, for him to become the goat and win more, whether it's here or wherever. Got and it. then I, and I I thought he was on the way out, and I was and also like we were just exhausted. Like all my friends, we were, I talked about it, and we were like. This is exhausting, like, having these expectations out for four years in a row, and especially now, like, that he is in that conversation, which I feel like he wasn't even as much in that GOAT conversation in 2014. Yeah. So it's kind of like, we wish him well, like, whatever he chooses to do. Um, And then now that I live in L.A., it's nice that he went to the Lakers because I can still see, I can see him play more than twice a year. So what is your reaction when he announces, not through the decision, but like a press release on Clutch Sports Twitter that he signed a four-year deal with the Lakers. Uh, complete antithesis of the decision. Good for him. Uh, love Rich Paul. Um, <laughs> he, um, so yeah, I mean, I didn't really have a huge reaction. I kind of, I knew it was between LA and, and kind of like in 2014, I knew it was between Miami and Cleveland. And this time I knew it was between Cleveland and here. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the worst part about it is I knew how happy you would be. Yeah. That means a lot to me. Imagine Jose Calderon <laughs> at a bowling alley. <laughs> Drinking 
Jose Cuervo out of a cauldron. So now it's like uh, it's it's this four-year cycle all over again. Let's rebuild for four years and see what happens. What do you yeah. think about this current Cavs team versus the one in 2011? Uh, it's it's weird because we do have like the other players we have are good compared to the surrounding cast uh, in 2010 that remained. I think, I mean, Kevin Love's still an all-star. Tristan Thompson's still one of the best re- like rebounders in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, they're both in- injured right now. Like yeah. a sprained foot and he's out for four weeks. <laughs> We're tanking, which is fine because I want, as I was saying yesterday, new Zion. That's right. The promised man. Eyes on Zion. And if not him, Barrett will do. <laughs> <laughs> That'll Love be fine. them. I've been following Duke all season. They're a fun team, and it's fun to watch because I know that one of these guys will be the next Cavs star. Which brings us completely back full circle because everyone's saying, like, Zion's the most freak athlete since LeBron. Yeah. And wouldn't you know, the Cavs are the worst team in the NBA, yeah. or second worst at this point. What would be real poetic justice is for the first time since you guys were bad you guys get screwed in the draft where instead of like being the ninth worst team and winning the draft it goes the opposite way you guys are like tied for third and a few teams jump you and you miss out on all these duke guys this is why i hate talking about (laughs) basketball with you (laughs) i'm just saying it's a possibility and it would be a little bit of poetic justice it is in poetic justice. <laughs> uh, so is that who you're hoping for? Is Zion? Zion or, or Barrett. Uh, Barrett's been having a weirder season. Zion's just a freak of nature already. You'll take either one. I'll take either one, but I would love Zion. And then who do you love on the team now? Who do you like? Who do you not like? Any young assets that you're interested in? Whose game do I like or whose personality? Because I both. love Channing, obviously. Channing, Channing Fry. Still on the team. Still on the team. We got him again this summer. That's I nice. think as just as a locker room guy, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like Colin Sexton a little. Um, he's, I mean, he's fine. I think he, uh, he's not even that fun to watch, but he does put, he has been ha- having some good games. Um, we just traded George Hill, but I liked George Hill. Delhi's back. So it's a lot of like old faces that I am just still excited about. And Tristan Thompson's getting better. Yeah. It's kind of like a little reunion season. Yeah. Um, Jetty, you want to talk about your boy Jetty before we get out of here? The goat. <laughs> the what? The greatest of all Turks. <laughs> Jetty Osmond, dude. I would be remiss not to bring up Jetty. So I, I went he wasn't to a in your game. poem. Sorry? Huh? I was Sorry? saying I can't believe it's not in your poem. Phone background. Phone background is Jetty Osmond. A lot of text because you know I'm blowing up. <laughs> of course. Um, Jetty Osmond is the goat. Uh, I I saw something in him before his research, emergence. Uh-huh. Um, he has an aura about him and I was at a game against, uh, it was Cavs, uh, Cavs Lakers. It was LeBron's the return mm-hmm. over Thanksgiving and, uh, Osman went off. I he was did. there with my friend Tucker click. Okay. We were cheering him on from behind the bench. Anything he did, if he checked into a game, Osman dude <laughs> makes a three at a fine, like not an opportune time. Yeah. Just a, a normal play. Yeah. Cause we were up by like. 15, 16 at some point, we would go nuts over there. It was Osman everything. Osman mania. Osman dude. Osmania. And so he's like, you know, coming out the tunnel from halftime and I'm like, Jetty Osman dude. <laughs> Does he see you? Does he notice? He noticed once. He looked at us. Most of the time when you yell at anything at the players, they don't look at you. Uh-huh. But I just kept, we kept doing it all game and finally he was just, he looked over, he's like, gave us a little wave and I was like, Jetty Osman dude. <laughs> I'm sure he loves that. Yeah, I'm going to do it here. I'm going to go to Cavs at Lakers. When is that? Uh, it's in March. We got to go. We should go, but only if you wear a Jetty Osmond jersey. Ah, uh, fine. It's the least I can do for you handing the goat over to us is I'll wear the Osmond shirt. It's got to be a shirtsy, though. I'm not putting on a jersey. A I'll... shirtsy? <laughs> a t-shirt jersey. No, I'll Venmo request you for the jersey. Don't worry <laughs> about me spending the money. Uh, I'm seeing now Jetty Osmond is one of the worst three-point shooters in the NBA. Of all time. Yeah. <laughs> Of all Turks. Of all Turks. Um, yeah, I, uh, I'm i excited for his uh, development. He worked out with LeBron and like Anthony Davis. Yeah, or that seemed weird, right? That seemed right to you. To me. That was good. It was good to have. For that. For uh, that time. Uh, and so- that was as LeBron was probably making his decision to leave. Are you, are you uh, optimistic? 
about the future? Are you sort of indifferent? Are you happy to relax a little bit, not to have LeBron on a team where you know you're going to get to the finals? It's going to be a struggle. Happy to relax for sure and happy for LeBron. I think he's happy. I know his kids and family are happy. You know Bryce Maximus is having a field day at Brentwood Country Mart. Um, (laughs) Getting a turkey club with the other nine-year-olds. Imagine Bronny James at Holy Cow Barbecue on 26th Street. I don't know. Is that? <laughs> he's having a, a full slab because he's a growing kid. Uh, he can dunk. He can dunk. He's fourteen. Crossroads style. He does. We got to see uh, a, a Bryce Maximus game. <laughs> the, we, the younger son. Yes. <laughs> you don't just want to see a LeBron James Jr. game. He's on the middle school white team. <laughs> Crossroads middle school. Obviously, we got to see a game. Uh, I was looking up the schedule yeah, the other weekend. Don't do that. Why not? Don't do that. He's nine, which is fine. No, it's not. And it's the right time. <laughs> no, it's not. To see Bryce Maximus <laughs> at his maximum. Nice. <laughs> nice nice Maximus. Because you don't want him to be successful and then him come to you. Right. I mean, you're and say, you wasn't with me shooting in the gym. We got to right. be with him shooting in the gym. Where your ass was at. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where your yeah. ass was Where, at? Because I was at. Say that. So we're grade. at Staples because yeah. he's going to be a Laker. Uh huh. And you're talking about Bronny or Bryce at this who? point? Who? Bryce. <laughs> Bryce. Got it. You know what? Zuri James. <laughs> what? At a pickup games. Th- <laughs> <laughs> your three, his three year old daughter. Palisades <laughs> Charter. <laughs> <laughs> and she'll be smarter. <laughs> Just stop writing the poetry. <laughs> Uh, thanks for coming on the show, reliving the last me. eight years of your basketball fandom. What a ride it's been. What a ride it has, and now it's on the uh, dissension. Yeah, I'm excited. I don't know when the Cavs will be just 500 again. It seems like they're only winning the Eastern Conference Finals or tanking. There's not a lot of in-between. But well, I guess if we that's... get Zion, I think that's the next path. That'd be fun. But if not, we'll, I mean, it'll be probably another 15 years. You think LeBron would let him wear that 23? I mean, they haven't retired the number yet, right? No, I mean, he doesn't even wear 23. He wears one. That's cool. That's really cool. (laughs) Three minus two. Even better. Anything you want to promote before we get out of here? Um, Yeah, so I'll be leaving HeadGum because of this. Because of the three minus two? Because of the three minus two joke. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So I guess promoting Earwolf. (laughs) Crazy. No, I guess uh, Lonely and Horny Season 2. Shout out. Uh, HeadGum videos, youtube.com slash HeadGum. That's right. And that's about it. Jeffrey LeBron James. Nice. Thank you for being on the show. What is that? LeBron's address. <laughs> of course, we have to delete that. We have to bleep it. You don't have to bleep it. I'll uh, just say it again. <laughs> you bleep the first one, that's fine. But Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week. Bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>